Welcome to the English for Change podcast, a place for you if you are an ambitious English learner and you want to build a confident voice in English so you can make positive change for yourself and the world. My name is Ruth Whittle and I am an English language teacher. Join me here each week as we explore ways you can improve your English and your life and use your voice in English to speak about important global issues. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. In this episode, I am going to tell you how you can make progress with your English if you feel a little bit stuck at the moment, that you've reached a certain level plateau and you don't know how to advance. I'm going to give you some ways that you can do that and also through doing this on your own through self-study. So yeah, looking forward to getting into this topic. And just to kind of give you a bit of background before you begin, I'm recording this the first day in August. This episode will be out later this week. Yeah, living here in Belgium for the moment. I'm actually going to be moving to France in a few months. So that is something that I am planning to do and looking forward to, but feeling a little bit anxious. And as many of you know, yeah, I am learning French, speaking French in French-speaking Belgium and also will be in France. So a big part of integrating and feeling settled in, in these places is feeling confident with my language skills with speaking French. So although I'm not a learner of English, I am your teacher, I am a native speaker of English, I am definitely with you in learning a language, learning French, needing to use it on a day-to-day basis and sometimes feeling shy, sometimes not feeling very confident, sometimes not feeling like I'm making any progress. So I'm giving you this episode today and I think I'm going to have to take these tips on board myself as well. So let us get into this podcast. So The first thing I'd like to say is that there are two main things that my clients will come to me and say, two main reasons why they are not making progress with their English. The first is, and this this is the case for many of my clients, they are actually using English a lot in their work already. They may be speaking English on a daily basis or just regularly speaking and writing in English, but they are not making any progress. They are not advancing. They are stuck with the kind of vocabulary and structures um, that they use all the time and they feel like they are a little bit limited in how they express themselves and also not always understanding people around them, people they need to interact with. And then as a result, not being able to really fully express themselves in situations where they need to interact and talk to people. So this can be quite frustrating because even though you are using English regularly, you still feel a little bit stuck. So that's the first scenario. The second scenario that some of my clients that will come to me, and this is also very common, is that they are not using English right now they are not using it in their work or studies but they do want to use it in the future either they want to move to an english-speaking country they want to get a better job they want to work in an international environment so they are really aware that they need to improve their english 
but it can be difficult because they have limited time outside of work to dedicate to that and they don't know what's the next step for them to really advance. And I would say I I would say the main thing that people do to help to improve their English and I think it's a really good starting point but it is not it's not what's going to really get you to advance but it is a good starting point and that is watching TV series watching movies you know a lot of people spend time doing that and say that you know more and more they're understanding TV series and it's helping them a little bit with their English so yeah as I said it's a great starting point but I think you definitely need to go beyond that in terms of improving your English but it doesn't actually need to take longer it doesn't actually need to be harder you just need to have a more focused approach and that's where I'm coming in today. So I want you to use your time more effectively with this guide that I'm going to walk you through today and you can also download this self-study guide that I've created for you for free. It's a 10-day self-study guide and and this will it's like an exercise program or a diet plan or something if you are trying to eat healthily you know you can create your own exercise plan or you can go and you know think of your own diet plan but it's much easier when someone has something ready made for you and you just need to follow it so this is the idea that I have here that I have created this plan which will help you to use all of your language skills all of the, the four core language skills which are the two passive which are reading and listening comprehension skills and the two active skills which are writing and speaking so communicating in these two uh, ways so in this plan you're going to be using all of these skills nearly every day or like several times during the week during the 10 days and it's going to really really help you because you're going to be focusing on your comprehension but also on expressing yourself and communicating in English and you can do all of this all on your own for free with me in this podcast and also with this plan that I invite you to download. So there you go. So let's get into this guide that I have. The first thing is that this guide has, I focused on two topics that are really interesting and I think anyone can talk about. The first part, the first week, let's say, of the, the guide is on health, the topic of health. And the second week of the guide is on tourism or travel, actually. So going back to, you know, watching TV series and movies, as I said, it's a really good starting point for getting you to, you know, get used to the accent, get used to English, listening, you know, maybe reading the subtitles in English and listening at the same time, noticing things. But, you know, TV's an average episode is, you know, 30 minutes and film is two hours or whatever. It does take time and I think it's hard to be completely focused on these things for your English in particular. So, you know, you usually watch these kinds of things for enjoyment, for relaxing as well as maybe, you know, turning on the English and practicing your English. But as I said, I think having a more focused approach, and it doesn't need to take more time, it actually can take less time, having a more focused approach is better for you, better for your English. 
because you're really focusing on the vocabulary more to understand it, to be able to to use it as well. And also as well, some of the topics that I've chosen are more relevant for you to talk about. So talking about health, talking about travel. These are topics that you will talk about on a daily basis, whereas some of the TV series and movies are not always the most relevant topics, especially if you are like me and you like historical things or maybe you like fantasy things. So yeah, what I think is that this focused approach with real relevant topics and using authentic sources is going to really help you to improve and to progress in your English. And like any skill as well, you need to have consistent practice, regular consistent practice. So that is why this guide as well is giving you daily practice that you can do in 10 30 minutes per day. So not very long at all. So let me show you two of the sources that I have included in this guide. So the first uh, topic, as I said, was health. So in the topic of health, this is like the first week, the first five days. And I give both an article and a video. And I'm going to tell you, share with you a little about the article that I chose. These topics as well came from the English Changemaker Club, my group membership. So we actually on we had have a monthly theme. So one month we spoke about health and we had different source, sources and we looked at this particular article and another month we were looking at travel. So the first article is from this independent media brand which is dedicated to health and wellness in the US. It's Mind Body Green. And the article is about serotonin and it gives different practical ways so and also scientifically backed. So 13 scientifically backed ways to naturally increase serotonin, according to experts. So serotonin is that chemical that it is known as the happy hormone. And having enough serotonin, it really influences our overall feelings of well-being. So it's a really important chemical, which can, if we have an uh, adequate levels of serotonin, we will feel happier and emotionally stable. But if we have low levels of serotonin, we could be moody, anxious. It could lead to some depression, digestive issues, difficulty sleeping. So it's really important to have enough serotonin. And so some of the tips, they talk about getting plenty of sunlight and vitamin D, they talk about having enough touch, which I th thought was an interesting one. So getting hugs, physical touch with your with your loved ones, with your friends and family. Another tip was to keep a gratitude journal. So to write things in your diary or on a piece of paper every day to say how grateful you are, what, what you can say thank you for in your life. And Interestingly, what they say in the article is that the more regularly we practice gratitude, the easier it is for our mind to identify and enjoy positive aspects within our lives, which can influence a greater release and experience of serotonin. So I think that's a good tip. The other one was to manage caffeine intake. So to, yeah, you can drink coffee, but having an excessive amount of coffee can deplete our serotonin levels. So yeah, that's an interesting one, I guess, to bear in mind for all of you coffee drinkers out there. 
And yeah, so the article goes on and on. They talk about sleep. They talk about having good nutrition, nutrient-rich food and drink, exercise, massage, acupuncture, meditation, having good gut health. So in the stomach, having a good balanced microbiome with good bacteria in your in your gut and stomach. Practice positive thinking, kind of a bit like gratitude. Listen to music. Yeah, so all of those. So in this guide, what I get you to do in this self-study guide is to really focus on certain vocabulary, certain adjectives, verbs as well, so that you can, you know, choose things that are new new vocabulary, but also interesting vocabulary for yourself. So you can build that vocabulary list for yourself and start to actually well, understand and also to use it. So let me just read my guide for a moment. So in the first day of this guide, I ask you to read this text. And while you're reading this text, to take notes on four new and interesting adjectives, four new and interesting nouns, and four new and interesting verbs or idioms. So making this list will give you 12 pieces of vocabulary that you take from the text and that you, you know, look up the meaning if you if it's new for you and then start to practice with some writing, writing sentences to summarize the article. So, you know, it is very simple but very effective and gives you a much more focused approach than it would just passively watching a TV program for example. So this task of reading, taking notes and also writing a summary, it will just take you 30 minutes, but it's really a very effective 30 minutes that you are practicing your comprehension skills, reading, you're learning new vocabulary and you're also writing a summary, practicing writing a summary. So just to give you a few examples of the vocabulary that can be found in this article, One of the verbs is the verb to counteract. So in the article it said to counteract the winter blues. And well, the winter blues are, you know, when you feel blue, at least in English, to feel blue, the colour means to feel depressed or down. And so when you counteract the winter blues, you act against or you try to prevent depression in the winter. So I think in this example they were saying that they were trying to to in order to counteract the winter blues you can use take vitamin D and also try to get out in the in the sunlight to get enough sun and that can really help your mood to counteract the winter blues. Another noun that they used, and this is a good synonym for health, which is used a lot in English now because I think it's more it's more broad, more wide, maybe more positive than the word health, and it is well-being. So like being, to be, and well is like to feel good, so to, to be good, well-being. I've definitely heard of it used more and more, and I think it is as I said, a more positive word than health. 
and it's more uh, broad to to talk about all of the things, all of the practices that you can use for your well-being, like yoga, meditation, you know, being with friends and family that can be good for your well-being. I think it's better than saying it's good for your health, for example. So the next thing that the next topic in this self-study guide is travel or yeah, travel. And you know, I try to, with the authentic sources, I try to give a variety of different things. So the one I'm going to talk about is from a YouTuber, Gitter Marie Johansson. I've tried to pronounce that name correctly. She's from Denmark. Interestingly enough, she is a non-native English speaker. She is definitely a C2 level speaker. Her English is really, really at an advanced level. So there's a lot that you can learn from her and even listening to one or two more of her other videos, not just this one. Like I followed her for quite a few years as well. I notice how rich her vocabulary is, how she uses different expressions. I think she's a really good one to follow. And you know, don't be thinking because she's a non-native English speaker, you shouldn't um, follow her or watch her because there are some amazing non-native English speakers who communicate really well and probably even better than native speakers sometimes. So yeah, and the kind of things that she talks about on her YouTube channel are sustainability and the environment and the impact of our often personal choices on the environment. So she talks a lot about the zero waste. So creating as little waste as possible. And the zero waste movement is something that has uh, is been really big, I know, across Europe also. I think the US and Canada and not sure about other countries. But the video that you will watch in this guide is a seven minute vi video where she gives 35 sustainable travel tips. So as you can see with this topic of travel, and this is something that I do in my in my English Changemaker Club as well. I really try to have a broad, a really interesting look at this topic from different angles. Like with travel, we looked at travel through history. We looked at tra travel in space. We looked at travel and ethics. So we looked at, at this as sustainable questions around travel. So yeah, so she gives lots and lots of tips. I remember in the club when we discuss this video many of the members said that some of her tips were a little bit obvious like they were kind of things that they were doing already but I think it is a good reminder I don't know how you know if you are very eco-conscious or if you are into these kinds of things but I think for anyone it's it's really good to as a reminder the little things we can do do have an impact so things like shopping in local businesses supporting local businesses rather than the big chains when you travel avoiding places that have over tourism that are really crowded or also not asking for the room in your hotel to be cleaned every day because that's you know a lot of water and a lot of cleaning involved and also options for traveling more sustainably like the transport of course trying to avoid airplanes when you can and using trains and buses avoiding cruise ships because they are one of the most polluting modes of travel they are really devastating for the oceans and things so yeah, all of these. Yeah, definitely when I watched, I didn't know all of them. So I think it is an interesting watch. And as I said, her she has a, a good vocabulary. There's a lot of words that you can pick up. 
And doing this kind of focused exercise, very simple questions, but I ask you for each authentic source to look at four new and interesting nouns, four new and interesting adjectives, and four new and interesting verbs or expressions. This is a good way to focus your attention on the source and not to get too overwhelmed as well by everything. So as as long as you can just take a few of these, that's enough because you won't be able to take all of them on and, and be able to use them. So just taking, well, 12, that's quite a lot already. And then in this self-study guide, I give you a lot of practice, both writing and speaking. With the speaking, don't worry, this is all possible as a self-study exercise, the way that you can practice your speaking, and I don't know if you've heard of this tip before, but is to use a voice recorder. This is something I use with my clients a lot, but using a voice recorder is a really great way of practicing, hearing yourself speak English, listening out, did I make any mistake, then going again and seeing how you can improve your speaking. It also helps to, you know, with being spontaneous as well, because I know myself as an introvert, I want to just prepare everything in advance, you know, to write something for me, it's easier because I have time to think. But when I have to speak about my ideas and thoughts about things in a spontaneous way without any preparation, that can be more difficult. But it's a really good challenge and it only takes a few minutes as well. Imagine if you did that every day for 10 days. I am sure you would see a huge improvement in how you express yourself in English because you're you're adopting, you're using new vocabulary that you learn in these sources and then you're actually using it to, to respond to questions. So I I hope that this will be useful for you. I really think it will. And as I said, I am going to try to use it myself with my French. And so, as I said, this is all, I would definitely recommend you to download this self-study guide because what I've referenced here, it's all there, written down, giving you clear instructions. You have a daily task every day to complete and it takes between 10 and 30 minutes. Sometimes, most of the time, it's only 10 minutes, but it's really 10, 20, 30 minutes well spent because you're actually actively using the the English, actively using it, not just passively consuming it. And you will be seeing real progress with your English within a few days. So I think it's, it's really great. And that's all for this episode. I hope you're all having a good summer or even winter if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. And uh, please let me know what topics you would like to hear in future episodes as I have As I have shared lately, the podcast is every second week now, every two weeks. And what I've been doing normally is to do a solo episode and then also a guest episode. So so usually two, two of those per month, one on my own and one as an interview. And there's a really good one coming up soon in later in the month in August with with uh, someone based in Belgium working on migration, working in an organization dedicated to migration um, and human rights issues. So that should be a really interesting one. And again, thank you for listening, tuning into this episode this week, and I will talk to you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of English for Change. 
If you enjoyed this, I would love it if you could leave a review or recommend the show to a friend. See you next time.